You're listening to Comedy Central. Welcome to Roast Battle, the podcast. This is a very special episode where we are recapping the new season of Roast Battle. We're fresh off Sarah Tiana battling Dolph Ziggler. Sarah Tiana is going to join us for an interview. But up first, we're going to talk about Todd Berry versus Brendan Walsh. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited. I know Moses is excited. I hear, hear your voice is gone. It was a pretty good season. <laughs> you can tell by my voice, it's a pretty good season. I'm joined as always by uh, Coach T. Hey, what's going on, oh, Coach? How's the uh, how's the season treating you? Oh, you know, it's been really good. Yeah, and our uh, our favorite analyst and battler, Pat Barker. What up, Pat? What's up, guys? I'm excited. A lot of, a lot of great battles this season. I'm excited to talk about them. One of the biggest names in the whole tournament went first overall. Todd Barry. Todd Barry versus Brendan Wall. Right out there. They have a Twitter beef. And they were like, you know what? Let's get off of Twitter and actually see each other face to face and see who's funnier. And uh, by the looks of it, we'll play the clip. Who wants to go first? I think we're going to switch things up because Brendan always goes on first because he never headlines. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and go first. All right. Are we ready? get Brendan Walsh confused with Brandon Walsh from 90210. Here's how to tell them apart. Brandon Walsh is the funny one who's been on TV. Shit, nice try, Todd. The dry wit of Todd Barry, ladies and gentlemen. The only thing drier than Todd's wit are the women's vaginas at one of his shows. Seriously, there's actually a hashtag for women who've had sex with Todd. Hashtag me ew. Yeah, that wasn't a good one, was it? (laughs) Brendan Walsh looks like the guy you have to be nice to if you want to get booked on open mic at Burning Man. As usual, Todd Barry is Teflon. You can't really say anything that's going to hurt him or harm him. I mean, that Ron Howard joke about <laughs> <laughs> the Ron <laughs> when he yeah when he said you look like Ron Howard if he directed snuff films and Todd Barry was like it's funny that you think he would look differently depending on what genre of movie he's yeah, directing. I like, I like Todd because he's he's a very authentic roaster. You know, he he doesn't he, he's not trying to be anything other than Todd, and I think that's very special. Not many people can do that, so he's very original when he performs. Really, really consistent, too. For a guy who's never really roast battled, he came out season two, and and he was consistently good every battle, and he carried it over to this season. I didn't know what to expect out of Brendan Walsh. Obviously, great comic. Right. uh, Really funny dude. Um, And, you know, he, he went up there, and he was a wild card. Todd Barry was the more experienced one, right? Which is because he was a rookie last year. It's pretty crazy, but uh, yeah, I, I thought they, I thought they both stayed true to what they normally do on stage. It was, it was fun. Do, do you buy the premise that if, if you're the king, someone has to completely knock you off? It can't be even for it to kind of go your way. Because I think Todd, people are assuming like in order to beat Todd, you got to like blow him up. Is that cool or? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. That's kind of what happened last season. Yeah, I think I think if you're an underdog, you should always set out to to dominate, because yeah, it's sort of like that tie goes to the runner kind of thing. Like anytime something objective uh-huh. is like uh, you know, voting or judging is is involved, people are going to naturally skew towards the the 
whoever they the heavy favorite the the preconceived favorite whoever they thought going in oh this guy's gonna win they're probably gonna come out of it feeling if it was close that that person won yeah like conor mcgregor versus floyd mayweather like conor had to knock him out to beat him yeah not just go 12 rounds with him now that being said i thought todd barry won yeah Todd Barry. Oh, won. i mean absolutely absolutely todd barry won and um um, I, I think I think I think it's it's real easy because I'm a, a huge Todd Berry fan. I remember when I first saw him, he was doing roast battle. I was like, oh man, this is so cool. And I almost find myself getting caught up in that all. But I'm like, you got to remember that it's kind of a competition. But it's like, eh, you gotta you gotta convince me to 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 separate my love from Todd Berry. And um, I I don't think Brendan did that. Well, very good comment. Has some really good jokes, but he didn't disconnect me from my infatuation with Todd Berry. No, it was still a love fest for Todd. I think this is you know it was a lot of Todd's personality in this battle even when Brendan was there even if he had a shot at Todd it was still oh and then Todd had a joke for that and then kind of ran over whatever Brendan said I think the more I think the more successful you are the more you put yourself at a disadvantage I think, think strategically so speaking well, there's more material out there for yeah, you to choose from absolutely to there's a million things you could talk about with Todd Barry that that is easily accessible to people with Brendan Walsh, I mean, Todd Barry was sort of limited. He had to. He went back to the same well a lot, which was basically, "You're not funny or successful." Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was sort of like, remember uh, season one when Jimmy Carr battled Christy Cello, mm-hmm. and Jimmy Carr in in his jokes was saying, "Like, there's literally nothing anybody yeah, yeah, knows yeah. about this woman." Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I thought that was a you know an advantage potentially for Brendan Walsh. Okay. I mean, I guess. But Todd Barry's a super comedian, so. It's true. So I, I don't know. I, maybe the advantage is to him because it seems like he can make anything funny. He commands a room. I mean, he's, yeah, he's yeah. brilliant. Like, how about that? Like, how, like, like, like for people who, who think that you got to arise on a personality level to a Yamanika or a Jamar in order to get that type of attention, I say that Todd has the attention of the room with a quarter of that energy. Very efficient with getting people to look at him. Yeah. A quarter is being generous. Yeah. <laughs> Comparing him to Yamanika? Yeah. I mean, a millionth. No. Of that polar opposites, yeah, but the but the effect is equal. I feel like, yeah, I, I completely agree. And and he was able to. It, it's funny because roast battle is supposed to be so high energy, high octane, bloodthirsty. Everybody's pounding the walls and yeah. shit. And then he just he steps up and everybody just quiets down. They come to him. Yeah, which is really cool to see. Yeah, it is super professional. And and I like I I think there I think there's interpretations of the roast battle. And there is one where it's this WWE we're slamming blah 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 blah. But I love it when it can just be a moment of funniness, whether it's an attack or it's a roll off or it's a rebuttal. But when it's just a moment of funniness that Todd can he might be the king of that based on these last three seasons. But just being funny and it doesn't even matter that it's aimed in an attack towards a person. So I like he pulls that off. I thought it was a good way to kick off the season. I I, I, I think that uh, I think the battles are just going to get bigger and better. Um, but I, it was uh, it was really really solid. I thought. Yeah, start with the low energy, and then uh, and then you finish with uh, Sarah Tiana and Dolph Ziggler. That's right, and we're uh, we're going to be talking to Sarah Tiana in a minute. She's going to be joining us here in the studio. Uh, but before that, I think we got a we got a couple clips. Before we even get to her battle, we're going to coach. Uh, I think we're going to dig up some stuff uh, that we've heard from her before. Yeah, throw so, it out there. You so, might not have heard. <clears throat> yeah, just so help me out, Moses. She battled in season one, the tournament. But well, hold on, didn't, didn't she do old school Montreal that was unfilmed? Yeah, yeah, she was in the uh, back in the Roastmaster. She battled Catherine Ryan, okay, who's a uh, who's a permanent judge over in the Roast Battle UK. Oh, really? She also got a Netflix special, okay. That Dirty Dozen. She did the Dirty Dozen against Joe DeRosa. Oh, she was in the Reitman film, right? That went to Sundance. That was a fun. She's an experienced roast battler, and I we we have a bunch of stuff we can pull up for her. So uh, 
you know, here is a package of Sarah Tiana jokes before we get into Sarah Tiana's interview. Kill him, Sarah. Well, this is fun. I'm very excited to be roasting Catherine because I, I think you're great. And I'm just excited to be the first person to abuse you that doesn't have a dick. Nice. I think that'll be fun. too. <laughs> Uh, Catherine is from Canada, but lives in the United Kingdom now. I mean, the only person that wants to be British more than you is Madonna. And I don't know if anybody's ever told you this, but you two could totally be brothers. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Honestly, like, Catherine, I mean... You know, you're known for your edgy humor that's, like, so fearless, and you say all these things that nobody will say, but honestly, I've been shocked more by a tampon I left in too long. back with Sarah Tiana, roast writing extraordinaire, uh, fresh off her writing on the Bruce Willis roast and her battle with Dolph Ziggler. Sarah, how do you feel post-battle? Uh, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, uh, yeah, I mean, I think people maybe don't understand the um, pressure that you go under to um, to take up- upon that uh that endeavor, I think it's a, it's very stressful. It's not just stressful writing; uh, it's stressful waiting to go up, uh, the whole week leading up to it. But also, ultimately, uh, you're trying new jokes for the first time in front of right. a live audience and TV cameras. So no matter what, it's just a, it's, it takes a lot of energy out of you mentally and physically. I believe it. I can attest to that. It's yeah. brutal. It's absolutely brutal. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Every time I have a battle, and we're talking about on TV, we're talking about the big show right now. But uh-huh. I, even when I have a battle at the comedy store, it is, it's stressful. Yeah, because oh, you. I feel the same way at the comedy store. There's no difference. You don't know mm. what's going to work. You don't know mm-hmm. what's. I, I can. Before every battle, I can envision a scenario where everything goes perfectly and a scenario where everything misses. Mm-hmm. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, you also go in and you go, this joke's awesome. And then that does not work. And then a joke that you're like, I shouldn't tell that, they die at. And then you hear, fram, fram, fram. And you're like, what? I, I almost never, didn't even say that joke. So you really don't. It's such a roll of the dice. So and did, Now, you used to date, Dolph? Um, no, we never really dated. Like we, we tried. We like we were like maybe we'll go out, and then we were like this is so dumb. Like we're like brother and sister. It was oh. never there was never chemistry. We were just like we're supposed to date, right? Because we are both attractive people who are oh, athletic and sports, and we like comedy. And then <laughs> no, I think we went to like dinner or something, and it was just like oh, no, well. we, there's no chemistry. Where do you take you Ruby Tuesdays? <laughs> you know the best. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it was just like a steakhouse or something. Nice. Yeah, or probably like Saddle Ranch. He loves Saddle Ranch. <laughs> Does he? He loves Saddle Ranch. Where's he Britney from? Spears. Um, Cleveland. He's That's from Cleveland. From. He's Gross. from Ohio. Went to Kent State. Yeah, he's like a, a legit wrestler. Like he was a state champion kind oh, of really? guy, and like kind of. A, he really wrestled in high school. He wrestled in high school and then walked on to Kent State and then ended up getting a full scholarship and would have won four years straight his college championship but one of the the last year the girl scoring scored it wrong and messed up and the other guy won and they even story right 
Yeah, this is his story. His dad even has video of it. And okay. then he ended up running into that girl at a wedding years Whoa. later and then totally fucked her. So oh, he got his God. revenge. Oh, wow. <laughs> ah, that's my boy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Get him, Dolph. You know, he's, You too. He, <laughs> I didn't know he really wrestled. I, I would have tried to have a conversation with him. He's a, he's a legit wrestler. And that's usually the big complaint amongst the fans in the WWE is that they know how good of a wrestler he is oh. and they hate that he loses. Is. That's why he has so many fans. He's uh, like the mean guy, the heel. He's the heel, right? He's the loser. Yeah. But that's what makes fans so upset is because he's clearly a way better wrestler uh, than anybody else. That's and cool. uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, the only reason that he's had three concussions, which is true, is because he's wrestling against people who are not good wrestlers. Uh, and he's, and they'll do something wrong, and then he gets hurt. You got to protect each other. In, yes, in you're the supposed, WWE. that's a big part like of it. Like a dance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, coming into this battle, I think the consensus, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the consensus was that you were going to beat the shit out of Dolph Ziggler <laughs> in a roast battle. Like, if Vegas was putting down odds, you would have been right. minus 400. He's a guy who's, who's relatively new to comedy. He's known as, you know, a, a WWE superstar. Yeah, not yet. And you're you're a roast battle legend, but you that's not what happened. It was no. a really tight, close. Were you surprised by how well he performed? No. Not at all. I knew that. I knew that he would be good uh, because he takes comedy and joke writing very seriously. Like I said, we we do shows together on the road, and he is, you know, 10 times as famous as I am, maybe 100 times as famous, and he refuses to be the headliner because he's like, I'm not ready. Like, my oh. jokes are not there yet. And so he's like a real comic. He's a real comic. So I'll open for him. He he'll open for me on weekends that I'm already booked at sometimes. But most of the time when we do shows together, he will headline. But he'll do 30 minutes, and then I'll open with 30 minutes, and then we do a 30 minute Q and A at the end. Because I like that. yeah, so that Very it just sweet. feels like he's he's headlining, but it's still like both of us kind of doing the same time, and it's his name on the bill, and then I interview him, and because I know nothing about wrestling other than what I've learned from him which isn't very much because we don't talk about it huh. <laughs> surprise uh, <laughs> yeah so then I'll get questions from the audience and now we'll be able to take these jokes that we didn't use on each other or that we did use and like kind of use that in the Q&A as well so that'll be really fun but he takes it really seriously and I knew he would take the battle seriously which is another reason that I wanted to pitch him as the person that I went against because a, if I lost, you want to pitch someone that um, you think will be fun to battle and uh, that you don't mind losing to. And I don't mind losing to him because I know how seriously he takes it and how much he cares. You don't want to pitch somebody that doesn't care and is just going to phone it in and, like, you know, not not be good. And I knew he would be good. You got any jokes left on the table that you didn't use? Oh, yeah. Tons. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many did you write, do you think? Um, I wrote two and a half pages. Yeah. So, oh, nice. uh, you know, so whatever that is. Like, still probably write? 25. <laughs> you don't text? You still write, right? Like no. with a pen? No, no, no. I, t I typed it oh. out on the computer. Yeah. Oh. I think that was one of the jokes. Too. I was like, I knew he would... Uh, <laughs> I knew. But the visual wasn't working. With yeah, you. sorry. When I <laughs> what year do you live in? Yeah, I was like, so, she said. I was like, why did you? you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the, a new thing. Type, Most people who write uh, on shows, we use computers and write. You know, like, <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a lot of technology in the yeah, world now. But shit is crazy. I know what you use is uh, you know just sound effects. But <laughs> what I use is uh, a keyboard. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah so that's, how you, that's how he communicates. Yeah. I was. I think I had a joke. Something about like how even when. Dolph was like writing up his set 
uh, Microsoft Word was like, if you really want to have a chance, shouldn't you be using Times New Roman Reigns? <laughs> That's really stupid. Um, but I had some other, a lot baseball. of wrestling jokes, so I chose not to do those ones about re- with wrestling references, just in case the room didn't know. So I was like, I could definitely use these on our live shows because those will be all wrestling fans. But just in case the room wasn't full of wrestling fans, kind of like what happened to me in Canada. Like I did a sports joke. Oh, yeah. 49ers. And then nobody knew knew what what that That meant. That because that was a good joke. And that was a good joke. I remember that, yeah. I told Mike Lawrence, for someone who doesn't know anything about sports, you sure do look a lot like a 49er. And yeah, nobody. That's a lot. You sports and you guys actually know what a 49er is. Yeah, I know. Yeah, come on, Sarah. What? (laughs) No, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. But yeah. um, So I like how we talked about Ernest Biner, Cleveland Brown, like a a legend in the NFL. Never heard of him. But then we go into a history reference because you used to be a history teacher. You're all over that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you open did you open with the ice joke? Yes, I opened with the ice joke. I appreciated that as somebody who's going to be battling in a few weeks myself. Mm-hmm. And who as a kid you're about to be separated from. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just just watching him being like, I wonder how this crowd is going to react to something a little bit more harsh. Mm-hmm. And are they, they, they going to recoil or are they going to be into it? And then you open with uh, referencing the, the ice detention centers and yeah. it just it killed. Oh, thanks. And I was like, oh, all right. I feel a lot better about this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You lost what, more the, girls the in ice detention centers? Detention yeah. Center. Oh, now yeah. I think they're fine. <laughs> Well, also, I had, had, I had the the belt joke was actually an Anthony Bourdain joke or a Robin Williams joke. I wasn't sure, but I was like, if they grow, and I'm going to use both names. Nice. I'm like, oh, sorry, I meant to say Anthony Bourdain. It was like you're trusted less with a belt than you know Robin Williams or Anthony Bourdain or whatever. Oof. But I just changed it into a CTE joke. <laughs> oh, when in doubt, go concussions. But yeah, 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 he's known for not having a belt, and that was like. But I think there was one about how Dolph would... I don't know why you don't have a girlfriend. You'd make a great boyfriend because you're totally fine. You you love it when women fake orgasms as long as they don't call them fake. Oh, <laughs> Sarah, you had to use that. I know. That's the thing is like there were all these ones that I didn't Come know. On. You don't know. Like again, you know, like I you he's not a know big that heavy... fire. Yeah, I know. I so, agree. So, so, but... how about so how about this? <laughs> I read all my girls. You're like, don't, do, are they going to like that one or are they going to like the one about him, uh, his girlfriend broke up with them because when he went down on her, he tapped out after three. Oh, that one killed. That, that, one. that, that one, one killed. So yeah. it was between those two. So I'm like, these are, con- you know. Nah, that fake shit hot. Yeah. But that's good. But I just what I want to know. So, like, what do you use to help judge it? Because, like, you know, I only can speak in DJ. So sometimes I'm like, yo, this is a hot record. And <laughs> mm-hmm. then I throw, sometimes I'll throw Beyonce on and mm-hmm. then nobody moves. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, this is Beyonce. Y'all crazy. <laughs> and so, like, so what's your vetting process? Like, like, what's, like, how do you, I don't know, how do you judge internally? Well, um, I will read, usually I'll read them out to people who, like, mm-hmm jokes like I, I do I run a lot of things by the Sklars okay, uh, nice. and they run a lot of their stuff by me and then they'll be like that one that one this one you know and then I'll try somebody else and I'll try to take the consensus um, oh. but then I also last night I just called an audible because okay. uh, I could tell that they kind of liked more like the, the sexual girlfriend jokes about him and uh, 
Uh, so I, that's why I threw in the girlfriend one tapping out after a three count. And I took out one about how he, um, he uh, I don't know why he loses all the time. I guess it's because he spends so much ener- energy fighting illiteracy. And I was like, eh, you know, like I, th- I thought clearly he's making a case that he's smart by with right. all these jokes. So I'm not going to use that joke. So you kind of have 10 jokes yeah. floating around in your head. And then I'm just kind of Peyton Manning and out there. You know, I'm just calling an audible and I'm like, OK, I'm going here. Oh I'm going here and it's a last yeah. second de- decision yeah. and, uh, I love your and you just knowledge. never know <laughs> it's deeper than coaches <laughs> much hey, thank you I never yeah. heard of those guys <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, which joke did he do hurt you the most Oh, well, none of them hurt me. Right. Uh, I mean, like, which one stung the most, then? Oh, I mean, Come I on. guess the kid one, you know? I don't know. Oh, uh, I guess, honestly, I think the, pids, the pigskin one That was stung. a good one. And I don't think... No, that's what stung the most, is that I felt like you could have put that joke... Mm-hmm. Any girl's name in there, and right. that joke works. Uh, oh, so that's a, yeah, you were like, oh, that's too generic. I was like, come on, you're better than that. But really? um, but it worked, and it killed, so I, I totally understand why he right. did it. Because sometimes you need those jokes for the room, because the room isn't uh, always... Sometimes you don't give them enough credit for being smart, and then sometimes you give them too much credit, and right. they're not smart. And you're like, I mean, God, yeah, damn. you were just talking about like, oh, I had yeah. more sex jokes because the crowd seemed the to crowd like seemed it. The crowd seemed to like right. that. So here you, you some go. Hits out there, right? Yeah, you can't, that is you can't do underground hip hop. That, that's one of the DJ. one of the worst feelings in roast battle when somebody drops a joke that you think is not that good or it's super oh. generic fruit. and oh, then the fruit. room explodes yeah. and you're looking at them like really <laughs> for oh, I, that yeah. I mean I just got off the Bruce Willis roast you know and you're writing a joke and you're like oh man this is fire this is gonna explode the room mm-hmm. and then nothing yeah. it does not get bolded and you're like what and then you write a, a joke about how Bruce Willis was in a time a Twilight Zone episode called Shatterday which right. is also what happens after he eats cheese and everyone's like, ah, oh, bold immediately. Oh, and you're like, you like what? that. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, you know. yeah, it was pretty hot. Yeah, I mean, it's a funny joke, but it's not the one I expected to get right. the most love. Right. Like the most clever, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, this is this is such a good roast. There's levels to oh, it. Oh, they're going to love it. Yeah. This is a really- Saturday. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Garbage. That's what that is. That's that low-hanging fruit. Yep. It got put in the script, too, twice, so that it didn't make that cut. And I was just like, geez, like, this joke is really going farther than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, wow, all these amazing ones that I wrote, but... It's been uh, oh man, it's been such a ride after that roast too because I wrote that ending part. It was my idea to do the thing where Bruce Willis says it's not a Christmas movie; it's a goddamn Bruce Willis movie about yeah. Die Hard. I love that uh, idea, but I hate his answer because I just vehemently disagree with it. Yes, of course. It is, Why? It is a Christmas. Yeah, movie. see, that's exactly the thing. It's it's this been this great debate. Yeah, it's been a huge. Yeah. So, Pat, yeah. Why do you think it's a, a Christmas movie? Because it's set during Christmas. It's all about him reuniting with his family. I Let mean, me ask you this: oh, If you he, took- he literally kills a guy and then writes on his shirt, "Now I have a machine gun." Ho ho ho! Which oh. is the catchphrase of one Santa Claus. Which oh. makes it a Christmas movie. Let me oh. ask you this. Yeah. If you were to take Christmas out of the equation, does the movie work? Well, yeah, it's a great movie. Okay. Of course it works. Oh, what about this? This is a great debate. Um, this is are awesome. the, uh, is the main You're leading the witness right now. Is the now. protagonist and the antagonist both, do they both care about Christmas? Mm. Because I feel like only the no. protagonist Sarah cares about that Christmas. Ass right now. That's fair. This isn't good. All right, well then proceed with your, uh, your thing. This isn't good foreshadowing, Pat. I've had for your yes, battle. Yes. 
Okay. I know. Believe me, I've just had this uh, argument three times. Once with Jake Tapper in a real uh, huge debate. Yeah, this uh, is a real pet. Yeah, no. it's real to me. Damn it. No, no, no. I said I meant real huge, like a, like a don't like, call pet, not pet. only, but he's like her name is Holly. That's his wife's name, and Ooh. I think Christmas gets used as a as a background, right? Because Christmas is the highest stakes. You know, when we're writing a roast joke, you need the stakes to be high. Like that's the 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 reason that a joke about someone who just committed suicide works is because the stakes are high. If you're using a reference to the Thai caves or ice, you know the stakes are high because that's fresh on people's mind. And then whenever you when the stakes are higher, the joke is funnier. And that's why a Chris, Christmas is usually used as the holiday in a movie because the stakes are higher. It's more important, right? right? It's important that Supremely he be hack. there because you know. But it also, <laughs> I would I would say that. Most Mother's Day is pretty high, like, or making it to your anniversary. But right. some, somehow Christmas is way more important because it's the time when you're supposed to be together as a family, so the stakes are higher. But so I understand why they use Christmas as the yeah. background, but I don't think it's definitely necessary. Yeah. Well, wow. as a wow. As a black guy in the corner over here, I, I consider it a Reginald Van Johnson uh, dad from Family Matters movie. So. <laughs> I agree. It's kind of introduced him to the world. So. Yeah, yeah, I think he's uh, more he was of in the, the savior. I was bugging. So. <laughs> Christmas and Hollis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, really good movie. I'm sorry. Back to the roast. Hey, uh, you're not burnt out from all these like all these roast jokes you write? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm extremely burnt out. But uh, at the same time, it was the it was the perfect time for me to do it because I was in the mode. And I, uh, I what I was really nervous about was doing my cousin's wedding last weekend. I was like, I hope I don't say anything super fucked up <laughs> yeah. that I think is a good joke. And everyone's like, Jesus, that was a little dark, you know. <laughs> so I didn't uh, I was I was just happy that I didn't do that. But uh, yeah, when you're in the mode, like I remember one time going from the burn to the the ESPYs mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like mean? yeah they were like we can't use any of this <laughs> huh. this is ESPN aka Disney, Disney right, right? Like, we can't use any of these jokes and I was like <laughs> what these are great jokes <laughs> uh, no they're way too dark I, I have to know is there any way to hurt you in a roast battle to hurt me? Yeah, to make you Ooh, walk your away, weaknesses. Make you walk away and feel like, oh man. Make you re-examine certain elements of yourself. Um, I don't I mean, I feel like the only thing that ever really hurts is when a joke isn't funny. Or when I when I feel like you didn't prepare. Because I feel like I know I'm taking a lot of time to write jokes about you and when you don't do the same for me that's yeah. a huge slap in the face oh so like when you battled tiffany haddish a few <laughs> years ago you must have really hated that battle <laughs> i did hate that battle yeah. <laughs> because i was like i had a lot of high hopes for her but also that's like sometimes it's just not someone's wheelhouse right and it's you know tiffany does a t- 10,000 things better than me uh, when it comes to other things. And roasting just isn't her forte. And it's it's the same for other people. There's uh, lots of people that are like that. So, so you ain't never been hurt? You never been like, oh yeah, man, I am whatever. Or I am concerned about whatever. No. Wow, that's very Sorry. impressive. But also, like, there's nothing in my past that's really harmful that I've done, you know? And I'm also like, like, I haven't had any terrible things really happen to me in my life. So okay. I would say that that's partly why. Because, you know, like, I've never been raped or molested or... Um, I'm sorry. I've, you know, my kids never died. You know, like, there's, like, nothing that's ever 
So there's, you know, that you can't really yeah. hit me but, I, I you don't, know, where it hurts because I... I mean, give me wrong, Pat. I, I think it's 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 not necessarily the events that I hear that hurts them. It's, it's like, oh, I've always had an issue with my freckles. And then someone brings them out. You know I, can tell, I, mean? I can tell you the roast joke that hurt me the most. What's that? And, and people hit me on the miscarriage and my dad dying and all that. The yeah. one that hurt me the most... When I first moved out here, I wasn't doing as much stand-up as I wanted to be doing at that time, and I battled Toby Mirashanu, and he said, uh, uh, Pat Pat did stand-up for 10 years, then moves here and never performs. He's the only person Hollywood broke on the flight over. (laughs) And it didn't really hit in the room, but in my heart, it was broken. You gotta deal with that. Because that was my deepest insecurity at the time, is like, I should be going out and and doing more more stand-up. And somehow he knew, you know, and he hit it. Yeah, because that one happened to him. I think the (laughs) the worst, the, the joke that maybe hit me uh, cut me the deepest would have been the one that Mike Lawrence said where he said uh, Sarah's actually a prude. Uh, she doesn't even put out new material. Ooh. And I was like, because part of me was like, like that, that made me go like, do I not put out new material? <laughs> yeah. Wait a second, you know? And so I think that maybe that's like the only thing because you can't tell me that I'm not funny because I know that's not true. You can call me unfunny. You know, like last night when Dolph was like, the only thing that makes her that the only thing feminine about her is that she's not funny. Right. I was like, hmm, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't oh. know. I'm about to prove you wrong. Yeah, you right. really doubled down on that one. <laughs> that takes balls to call your shot like Babe Ruth style in the middle of the roast yeah. battle. You're like, yeah. I'm about to be really, really funny. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, it's like I think I've, I had already proved him wrong for two. Jokes, right. Yeah. But... <laughs> Especially with that ice joke up, up top. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I would ha- I would actually say the joke I said after that didn't work as well. But uh I think that it was the tiny dick joke, too, which I loved that joke about how he drives a convertible. Right. He wears tank tops. He listens to heavy metal. For someone with a big dick, you sure do act like someone with a tiny dick. Right. Because yeah. no, you know what hurts it? You, you compliment him. You say, like, it's like, by the way, when you say he's got a big yeah, dick, I'm yeah. like, oh, does he? Yeah, I can't laugh at that. Yeah. He acts like someone. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even home. know that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I don't even point, know that for sure. <laughs> right, but yeah, you're, you're, it's a it's a backhand compliment, but it's almost like all right, he actually has a tiny dick, but he has a big dick. So where's the joke here? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I just thought that. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's not a compliment because if you have a big oh, dick, he's you insecure. shouldn't act like that. Like, yeah, you're, you why are you so insecure but I, but, about? But, you but I have direct. a big dick and all, and all that other stuff, the convertible and yeah, you know, yeah. everything leading up to I'm it. I'm literally winning right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for acting such, but Doff may do a bunch of cool shit, but he also has a gigantic dick. <laughs> Sometimes the setup is funnier than the punchline. It's, no, it it's because like... also in the Bruce Willis roast, uh-huh. I mean uh, the setup of the a joke that I wrote is getting more play than the punchline. So you're like, like it's been quoted, like the setup that I wrote for Sybil Shepherd is getting quoted and everything. And not Which the one is punchline. The joke was about how Bruce Willis has done over 100 movies using just one facial expression. <laughs> but the, the setup is Hollywood wouldn't be Hollywood if they didn't reward a man for aging into mediocrity. Ooh, oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, Stop I'm recording. Here. Hold on. <laughs> Sarah, right. Oh, my gosh. Which, Come on. You just heard every man in this room. Right. <laughs> Damn. Let's get some more women. Where's Melissa? 
But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought that that was just like a cool setup and like, uh, like a, you're like, oh, this is true, but we need a joke after it. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. so true. Oh, man, you don't want yeah. it to just be true, you know. You want, right. you want a joke is funny you because it's based. It sounds like it could be true, but it's not. Yeah, that's but that, but that is. That's why I think when people get upset about jokes about race, like I'm like, you're the problem because you're acting like that's a fact and it's not. Right. That's yeah. not cool. Like, like if I make a joke about, you know, like I, I when I was on that NASCAR show, I did a joke about the Mexican driver, uh-huh. and I was like, you know, he's not going to hit the wall or get close to any wall Damn, now that Trump funny. is president. That's really yeah. funny. And then I was like, also, I'm just happy he's driving with insurance. That's kind of oh what I, my that's, God. That's, that's kind of what I got of that into. Shit. That's that is very, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you live in a border town, you totally yeah. get that. I was in San Diego uh, for seven LA, years. Yeah, I completely yeah. get that. I've been hit by so many uninsured hey, drivers. Hey. But stereotypes are funny because they they're not facts. They're based on facts. Except the big dick from for black guys. No one is, yeah, that's that's a, not a fact, though. That's an encyclopedia. I, and no, it's also like, what you're talking about. But it just sounds like it could be true. No, that's, that's true. It's, it's. I mean, I know you have a joke about it. Yeah, it's it. based on facts, but it's not a universal fact. All right, let's go find that one back. <laughs> yeah, I treat it like Clay Thompson. I'm just on a winning team. Like, yeah, just... right? <laughs> sure, sure. Who, ca- who cares how good I am? <laughs> well, Clay Thompson's the good one. That's more of a Draymond Green thing. Yeah. That's, that's a JaVale McGee bar. You come off the bench. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to go. You got to be the sixth man on uh, there. I'm just happy yeah. to be here. I'm just happy to be at the big dick club. Be Swaggy P. <laughs> yeah, Swaggy P. <laughs> young. Swaggy still P. got a ring. Yeah, he's still the guy got a ring. ring. Um, no gets alien. He doesn't have a shirt, but he has a ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he I never li- wears a shirt. I like the way you break down comedy. You have a really good grip on it, and I, and I wish there was a way to like almost set you up to talk about it a little bit more because you're very intelligent, and that's probably oh. why you're so successful. Oh, thanks. But I based really... on the theatrics of last night, did you? How did you feel about it? Like, how did you feel? You've been writing roast jokes forever. You're just on TV right now. Did you have a good time? Kill I open had a bar? good time. Um, it showed. I had a good time. I always have a great time. It was really difficult because I think he's the first person that I uh, ever roasted that I'm that close to. Really? Oh, you know? that's so I'm like super that's close. Tough. Yeah, you know, like he feels like my brother, you know? Oh. And uh, and so it really felt like um, difficult. And I, I was also so worried about him. Doing right, because well. you guys are so tight. You're just like, yeah, I don't want I you just, to look bad. I want either. you to look oh, good. Yeah. I want me to look good. I, I also want you to too. like the jokes that I'm doing and yeah. be like, that was a dope joke, you know. And I'm not sure if I did that, you know. I don't mm. think that I impressed him as much as I would have wanted to. I thought oh. my jokes were like good, but not great. What would you do? You also differently? have a lot of time. You just yeah. have a lot of time. What would you do differently if you prep? Oh. Like, how how would you work that night differently? You um, could do it over. I think I just would have, you know, like prepared more or maybe like, um, you know, I I think the most fun thing about a roast is that you usually find one thing about that, like one small insecurity about that person. And then you just uh, enlarge it and and make it exaggerated. And the problem with Nick is that he doesn't have any insecurities, you know, like he's not really like an insecure guy. And 
And it, that's, it's exactly why it's hard to roast me. I don't, like I said, I don't have a lot of thing. Other than like being single and old, there's really not much more you that's can say. That's not negative though, by the way. Yeah, I know. That's the yeah. other thing. It's like. Most of care about them. Like, that's not, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over 30 and single. The Stop thing it. is, he does lose a lot, but that's not because he's not a good wrestler. Right. It's because it's in the script, you know? Right. And he's also one of the highest paid wrestlers. They refuse to let him go. They need him to make other wrestlers shine. If right. they don't have have him there's nobody's famous nobody's famous if they don't have nick so and by the way i com i constantly forget to call him yeah we gotta, call be, him we gotta beat that out I, yeah i know sorry his name Jesus. is J nick but i and that's all i've known him as yeah so i don't look at him nick as, ziggler yeah <laughs> that's really his name nick no, it's nick not, obviously it's not nick ziggler <laughs> that name is high <laughs> A porno. Sounds like a hot scooter. Oh, she's yeah. a, a porno star? Oh, no, it sounds like a porn name. Oh. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler yeah. does. Yeah, Low key yeah. with a mustache? I see it. Yeah, he's, yeah, man, he's like the Susan Lucci of wrestling. <laughs> And comedy. Did, did you already literally? Who is yeah. Yeah. Right. Soap opera star coach. She's Sam Oh, I know her. I didn't oh, do that really? joke. I'm glad dark, I didn't do that hair, joke. Dark hair, little. Yeah, Brunette, yeah. She never wins, but she, she kills won once. It. She yeah, won it's once. Like, it's like 20 or something years. Yeah. Why wouldn't they give it to her, Sarah? That's the thing. I don't know. That's that. Why won't they let him win? I don't know. You know, he's currently the Intercontinental Champion, so we'll see. This has been another episode of Soap Opera Stars Who Never Win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I think I, um, I I wish that I could have maybe found out, like figured out something about him that was uh, more fun or or just. Um, put the jokes out there in a way that were funnier like he really does have pink underwear in his house and like <laughs> there's animal print everywhere right. and it's the thing is like you know these things about someone you're like now but now I have to tell you this because you don't know that about him right. yeah, yeah, so yeah. explaining something and then trying to do a joke off of a joke that you have to explain is very difficult so I guess I wish that I had just done a better job of that but that's about it. I don't know. I think we both did a good job, and we're both very happy with it. But yeah, you we had a good be. time. You, you guys, you guys Ultimately. both look like you had a good time. And yep. for his first, him being a virgin at this, I thought he did a hell of a job. Concerned, yeah, he was awesome. that first joke. He almost got like a, a bad sound effect, man. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, I didn't yeah, have to wave to yeah. slow it down. I was on that <laughs> again. <show. laughs> that joke, like he even retold it to me the way that it was supposed to go, and I was like, I don't get that joke. And Nobody uh, did. He yeah. Go, yeah, and that he was, but he loved it, and that's all that matters. Like hey, man. when you love it and you you think it's gonna kill again, that comes down to the decision making and the audible that you call. Like how do you, yeah. how do you figure out which one to use? No matter how many times you try it out on different people, ultimately it's got to come down to what you feel comfortable saying. Actually, we have a clip of you and Dolph battling. Let's actually hear some of that right now. Dolph and I have been very close friends for many, many years, and I think it's safe to say that you're a ladies' man, but you're perpetually single. Honestly, Dolph has lost more girls than an ICE detention center in El Paso. <laughs> Good start. Good start. Sarah is a country music singing, truck driving, beer drinking redneck. Woo! Yeah! The only thing feminine about her is she's not funny. <laughs> I think I'm going to disprove your point in about two seconds. Uh, 
Well, thank you, Sarah Tiana. You're welcome. For coming on the Roast Battle Podcast on Comedy <laughs> Central. Coach, anything else? Pat, anything else? Nah, man. Keep watching Comedy Central every, uh, every Tuesday, 10 o'clock Eastern, for new episodes of Roast Battle. Thanks for having me, y'all. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs>